Ooh, honey, there's a new podcast in town. Period. That's right, baby. Period. Hosted by Brandon Hilton and Capri Celia. Join us every Friday as a drag queen and a transgender diva navigate their way through this crazy thing called life. Each week, we'll discuss the news as it pertains to the LGBT community, pop culture, ooh, and have sickening celebrity special guest. That's right, bitch. This is going to be your new favorite podcast. So go ahead and subscribe at period with a T podcast. Period. 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 Hey guys, it's been a long, long motherfucking time, girl. Since you've had a new episode, and we're very sorry for it. So to make up for it, this one is going to be extra juicy. Extra juicy. The tea is steaming, honey, and there's a lot. This one is personal. This one is controversial. We share in stories. Um, yeah, the tea is sickening. Yeah, scalding, honey. Scalding hot. So She'll burn your throat. Go ahead and warm yourself up some popcorn and tuck in for another juicy episode of Period. It's been a whole week since we put out an episode. Actually, it's been a whole two weeks since we put out an episode. Ooh. Yeah, this is my first episode, like, back. Well, I guess I Officially, this yeah. This is your first official episode back since from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Girl, you've been in Puerto Rico for a month. Yeah, it's been there, like, forever. <laughs> but you're back. I am back. Bitch. And we have tea for thee on this episode, honey. This has been a very eventful... You haven't a month to catch up on, but this has been a very eventful... Oh, God. I'm trying to remember things, like, oh... Oh my god. So many things have happened, we should just keep it relevant to what's happening right now. Um, Let's start with the thing that you've heard about in all the last episodes, me promoting my little heart out, our Halloween party, Anya's Boobash, our friends of the pod, Thunder Talk Podcast, isn't that their name, Thunder Talk Podcast? Thunder Talk Podcast, Mr. Dan and Sexy Thor, they were going to (laughs) come and cover Anya's Boobash live, record audio for us, interview people. And then give us that audio, and we're going to use it for this special episode that never happened because the party didn't happen. It got canceled. An hour before the doors were supposed to open, the venue canceled the party. So we have a lot to talk about on this episode. And I mean, we're going to get past that too, but we're also going to touch on it because you need an explanation of why there was no episode last week. And also because it got so out of hand when we announced it on Facebook getting canceled. We need to fully, like, give you the whole Delve story. into it, yeah. With two witnesses who were there, because you were right beside me, that lovely video of, what's your name, came from you. Ew, so, yeah. Ew. What's your name? <laughs> that needs to be viral. It needs to be viral, right? Did you see it on that. YouTube? Woman, no. Woman with crazy she eyebrows doesn't know her name. <laughs> what is it? What does it say? Yeah, it says, woman with bad eyebrows doesn't know her name. Look it up, you guys. It's on YouTube. This bitch. Capri filmed that video, so... I am the videographer in that. Yeah, so <laughs> Tag the videographer. I'm the, what's you, no, what's your name? What's no. your name? I guess she doesn't know her name. Oh. Let me turn that on silent. Sorry, you guys. You know how it is. My hotline bling, girl. Hotline be blowing up. She stays busy. Okay, so <laughs> we'll just... I'm going to just cut a long story short, because I've already talked about this so much. I mean, even the news has, like, contacted me to talk about this. Like, it got so big on the on social media. So we're not going to, like, delve into it too much, but I'm just going to cover the basics, give you the full story, and then Capri can share. You know, she can, she can cut in wherever her parts of the stories come in, because you were there for the whole thing, too. So for the past month... Yes filming or promoting this party 
was going to be very exciting. Y'all love those lovely photos. It was great. Um, my spooky commercials, everything, like, as you can tell, was very exciting. Get to the venue. Um, get ready to set up. It's an hour before the party's about to start because everybody was running late, including the venue. I mean, everybody. So we get there. We're, like, rushing to get ready. And then this girl shows up in a Jaguar. Her name is Heather, but we don't find that out till later. Um, and she doesn't even get out of her car. She just calls Cedric, who was the party planner, who was who worked for Dogwood Manor, who was who reached out to us to book Dogwood Manor, who was who we booked Dogwood Manor through. She told him to come to her window. He did. He then came and informed us that she told him that the venue was double booked and that she was there to get ready for another party that they were having that night and that there was no way we could have our party and that we needed to pack up and go. This party had been promoted for a month. Everyone knew about it. The venue had interacted with the social media posts. Like, this was not just, like, something that just came up out of nowhere on that day. Like, this has been planned for a month. So, I was considerably shooketh. We all were. We were kind of like, the fuck? Like, what are we going to do? Like, how am I even going to contact all these people? It was just crazy. So, I walked over calmly to the white jaguar. Did not know her name was Heather at this point, but walked over to Heather and was like, like, very calmly, just exactly like this. I was like, is there anything we can do to make this happen? Like, anything that we can do to make this party happen? I mean, obviously, it's been promoted for a month. This party needs to happen. People are already on their way from, like, hours away. Like, it has to happen. And she was like, no, there's not. And, like, just like that. So then Kevin, who's standing beside me, who's my husband, is like, well, can we have Frank, the owner's number, so we can contact him, you know, hear that from him? And she said, who the fuck are you? Y'all get the fuck off the property. Like, exactly like that. You were standing right there, right? Mm -hmm. You can verify. Um, and then we were like, oh, okay, okay. Kevin said, big words. <laughs> and that was it. That was pretty much it. Um, and then the video starts. Famous video, woman with bad eyebrows who can't say her name, doesn't know her name. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I had started recording earlier because the whole thing... When she was know, cussing. Yeah, like, but, you know, it was so on the dime. Like, like she just all of a sudden started, like, a f switch flipped in her mind or something. Yeah. Um, now, she clearly knew you were filming her, and that's why she stopped cussing and acting crazy. But, I mean, she was still acting crazy because once you ask her what her name is, and then she rolls up the window and does that, like, crazy psychopathic laugh. And her weird, like, twitchy mouth, eyes, eyebrow thing. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't want to drag Heather, Salipes, Mabry, King, Herring too much, but she was rude and her actions were extremely dehumanizing. Dehumanizing. <laughs> dehumanizing and disgusting. And so when that video got out, that's when people decided that they were going to um, cancel that space. And so people took to the Google and to the Facebook and their ratings went from 4.7 to 1. So I will sum this up with what you say to people and how you treat them matters. So treat people with love and respect. Yeah, you should definitely do that. And also like not be so quick to be unprofessional if you work at a professional venue that, or at least that you're trying to make look like it's professional. Also to the wrong people, because like, you know, out of both of us, like we have a pretty wide reach you know what i'm saying like obviously yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> i didn't realize how wide my reach was until i watched them cancel this and venue. you never do until you do it and people are yeah. like oh shit let me start sharing 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 you know what i mean like, right oh, and i was like damn okay girl <laughs> shut them down like they're gonna have to change the name close the doors it's gonna be called man manor after this bloop <laughs> period anyways yeah. it was um especially in cancel culture yeah, I, I had never experienced cancel culture firsthand until last Thursday night. So the venue has come out and said that Heather was just overworked. 
Um, she oh, was overburdened by the amount of people that were the there. The onslaught. <laughs> the onslaught of the, what, four or five people there? Like, Well, us, but I think what they're talking about, because I've, I've heard now from, like, at least 40 different people who <gasps> showed up throughout the night and was turned away oh, by her, wow. and she literally told several of them that there's no fucking party, and, like, she was just rude and disgusting to people all all night long, and so we weren't the only ones that felt like her actions were, like, discriminatory and homophobic like specifically oh, so it got worse yeah it got worse scenes. throughout the night yeah and, and so we were the only ones that really called it out publicly so. no more people are were? now well people are showing me now on facebook that they were calling it out people were sending me wow. screenshots and stuff like that so yeah so a lot of people had really negative interactions with heather throughout the night because my guest just kept arriving throughout the night because they canceled the party an hour before it's about to start, and there was no way that I could reach everyone, so I just made a very vague status on Facebook saying, the party's been canceled, the venue says they're double booked, I don't know what we can do about it, but Heather said, get the fuck off the property, so we gotta go, here's this video. And it was just, you know, just the facts, sticking to the facts. That... They've just been digging themselves deeper and deeper because of how they've interacted with people, and including us, and people have taken that to they've canceled them. You know what I mean? That has nothing to do with you sharing your story either. And right, I feel like I I've every seen, right like, to do that. Yeah, you definitely do. And I've seen like some people um, in the upstate and some people that are actually known for doing that. Yeah. But just being apologist and being like, oh, well, um, why do you have to take this to social media when it needs to be on social media? Because people invested money in this. They invested their time on a holiday that they could have right. been doing other things had we known that, you know, these people were going to be unprofessional and disrespectful and homophobic and a lot of different other things but yeah and while we will say like no physical um slurs came out of heather's mouth it was not she didn't have to like it was it wasn't how uh what am i trying to say it's her demeanor and how how she was acting towards you guys yeah and so dismissive and disrespectful and it's obviously charged and especially like her makeup was just homophobic in general. <laughs> um, you can tell by a certain type of person that um, acts the way that she did that what she did was charged emotionally. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely something else there. It wasn't just overworked, which is what they're saying. So then people started reaching out to me on Facebook saying, hey, we know Heather and her four-plus different last names, and she's never acted that way to me as a straight white woman or a cis white woman and stuff like that. And so people are now reaching out to me and saying they also think that her actions were homophobic and the way that she spoke to us was discriminatory to us because we were LGBT. Again, no racial slurs were physically said from her mouth, but actions speak louder than words sometimes. And her actions were appalling, disgusting, nasty. And so I'll stand by that. That and also, also clarifying because people then started coming for me because people were calling the establishment homophobic without any slurs being said. No, even though no slurs were said, like it's how other people have been interacted to by this person as well. And so, people who weren't there shouldn't have any like really say on how things went down because they weren't there and if the venue is lgbt friendly and not homophobic then they could have easily cleared this up by simply saying that and liaisons got involved and allegedly spoke to the owners and told them that they needed to clear that up and they did they posted a statement and they didn't say 
anything about being LGBT friendly. So I stand by the fact until I hear it, until I see it, it is what it is. And I would say this was discrimination, but that's me and that's that. And I think we should move on to our next topic. So yeah, the Halloween party was shitty. Sorry for anybody let down. Thank you all for coming and supporting. There'll be many more parties. We even have one on today, which I'm, you'll be listening to this on November 8th. So there's actually a show tonight in Easley at Silver Moon Sports Lounge, the true queens of drag with me, Erica Chanel, Crystal Brooks, Ariana Venti, and some special fucking guests. So come on out. It's going to be a hillbilly good time out in Easley, Sleazley. Oh. <laughs> Do your maintenance. If you need to switch out your implant, girl, switch out your implant. Oh. Get it done. Pop it out, girl. Positive titties. Okay. Um, yeah, sometimes you just need... Go get your Botox. Do what you gotta do. Get your fillers. Masturbate Botox. if oh, you need to. Masturbate stress, daily. Girl, girl, do it, girl. Masturbate daily. Pop your deal, though, in there. Slap your clitty, girl. Speaking of Botox and fillers, we're looking for endorsements and sponsorships from plastic surgery offices. If you want us to promote your services, then... There's a lot of reach and a lot of plastic sluts on here that you need to... Oh, yeah. Not sluts. And sluts is a term of endearment. Right. On this podcast. We love you, sluts. <laughs> so love you girl if you're we have you're doing reach something right. we have reach we have followers we have pull we can sway the public in your favor we think everyone needs new nose jobs this month and we will make sure you are the person they go to so we're looking for sponsorships and endorsements because we want free botox so hit us up <laughs> at, <laughs> at period podcast period with a t period with a t looky tip <laughs> T as in tree. T as in tree. T as is in that what, what the I'm tea? about to spell, bitch? Because I know you did not. Girl, don't even do it. Don't even do it, girl. T because of we like to sip the tea and we spill it here for you. <gasps> yeah, tea, bitch. That's really good. That's it's what like the tea juice. is about. But we're not drinking tea. We're always drinking wine. wine. <laughs> Coffee Lee Gifford. Fine. So I feel like we've had, like the last few episodes, we've had guests on and we've really got to know these guests and mm-hmm. they got to share their stories. And I feel like we're the have fucking we, host. Yeah. Have we got to know our <laughs> we're own the stories. fucking host and I feel like we haven't even fully shared our stories. Like, I mean, I know we've touched on things. We've touched on, like, you know, prostitution whores and stuff like that and <laughs> drugs and jobs and. All the risky things, actually. Yeah, but we haven't, because we haven't even touched... I, I mean, maybe you have, but I haven't even touched, like, the iceberg of my fucked up existence and, like, all the Me awful either. things. Me either, yeah. And so I really want people to get to know us, and I want to share, like, some personal stories, like, some really personal stories. Okay, so, like, what would be, like, a question that I could ask you? Maybe, like, what... Okay, I'll ask you something. Okay. Um, what is like a really transformative experience that you've been through in your life that still is something that you carry with you, like at this very moment, like that drives you, that keeps you going, like. Ooh, um, transformative. It can be either like an event that happened to you, or it can be like just something from within your soul that like drives you, like. My hatred towards my father. <laughs> no, um, um, does that drive you? Hatred drives you, girl. Well, it's not hatred. So. It's more, yeah, that's true. Um, no, something. Okay, so yeah, really, yeah. it's something that I've always wanted to talk about, and I don't ever really want. I've never 
fully talked about it, I guess. And, I mean, I'm saving it for the book and stuff, but I feel like a podcast is kind of like an audiobook. So, like, I'm just talking about things here, and then the book will evolve from that. Anyways. We'll put all the juicy, 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 juicy details in the memoirs. Right. And there'll be one from both of us. I promise you that, girl. I know. I just gotta live a little first. You know? Right. I just need someone to ghostwrite it for me, because honestly, like, who has time to sit down and write a book at this point? Um, so, when I was, um, really young, my father used to, like, um molest me and like beat me and my mom and um it was like really crazy it was all the way up until I was like six years old and then my mom mm-hmm. left him and then she started dating this new guy named Tim and I don't change names here in the podcast because like well, why the fuck why anyways so she started she started dating this guy named Tim um I mean now I really want to share this so this is really important to me <laughs> but I'm just trying to I'm gonna try to keep it together uh so she started dating this guy named Tim and they were like so in love and they had they had dated when they were younger but then they split up so my mom could date my dad and have me and my sister and then um because he was just abusive and awful they split up and then she started dating Tim again because he was a he was a great guy like out of all the men my mom was ever married to or with like Tim he was a firefighter he was just a really good guy he's a really good guy I would have been really happy for him to be my dad so my mom started seeing him again, and then by this time, like, my dad had custody of my, me and my sister every few weekends or whatever. And one weekend when we were there, like, my dad opened up his sock drawer and, like, pulled out this gun, and he was like, this is Tim's Christmas present. And I was like, I mean, I didn't really understand, because I was only seven years old, you know, at this time I was already seven and my sister didn't mean nothing to her because she was three. And then, so, like, I told my family, but they didn't, they kind of, like, shrugged it off because they didn't really know what to think about it or whatever. And then a couple weekends later, my dad was, like, bringing me and my sister back from his weekend custody and um, ran into my mom and Tim at McDonald's. And my dad jumped out of the car with a gun and, like, shot him to death at McDonald's in Cedar Springs here in Spartanburg. Wow. Right in front of me and my sister when we were kids. Um, and so that, like, yeah, like, watching all that go down, and, I mean, it felt like it lasted forever. It was crazy. I'm not going to go into, like, the the whole details, because, like, save it for the memoir. Mm. But, yeah, it was, like, really crazy, and I feel like, yeah, that was the first real, like, life-altering, awful thing that happened to me as a kid. And it was really, really hard. And, um, yeah, it just changed me. So I think that counts as transformative. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was really, wow. it was really crazy, <clears throat> and that started everything. You know, like that started. I mean, fucked me up, and also like motivated me to want to like just make something of myself. You know, and like get the fuck out of here, and or at least like now. I mean, because I'm back here, I did get the fuck out of here, and then somehow ended up right back in my fucking childhood house. So, um, uh. Now it motivates me to just, like, share my story in an attempt to, like, help other people and just to show that, like, even though if you come from, like, dirt poor shit country in backwoods South Carolina that you can still make something of yourself if you just, like, relentlessly follow your dreams and go for it and never let anybody stop you. I mean, you have to be talented, too, but also determination and being annoying definitely helps. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be annoying to get somewhere. So, same question to you. What was your first transformative moment Um, in life? I'm about to take my clothes off. It's so hot in here. I'm not even (laughs) sure that there's anything I could even, like, compare that to. 
I mean, there is, but like, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, wow, that's insane. I mean, that's just wow. the first thing, you know. Like, that's just the first thing that happened to me. I mean, it, as my childhood evolved, like, I found finding out that I was gay and like really feeling like on the outside of my own self, you know, and like not being accepted and like, I know you can identify with that, you know, Yeah, for sure. that was hard getting through that. And then like not getting through it and trying to kill myself and then surviving that. And then kids being terrible to me at school all the time, dropping out. Then like my therapist trying to have sex with me fucked me up too because I was like damn this is the person that you're supposed to like tell your problems to and then she like fell in love with me yeah it was crazy I've had a really crazy life Capri (laughs) and then yeah and then to like finally getting famous and having like a music career and then to my grandma killing herself I mean like is it's been like really crazy eventful life and we're only at 32 like wow can you imagine at 70 what my story's gonna be like it's gonna be like whoo if I make it that far. <laughs> wow. There's been a lot of shit that I've gone through, but I feel like a really transformative moment in my life was, um, and I, I know there's so much more to my life than my trans identity, but I don't know. That's something that I don't often get to express or process because I have to keep it on the low right. in my day-to-day life. Um, because I wouldn't be treated equally if I were just open about it with everyone that I met. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah. I mean, especially the more of a woman that I am, like, you know what I mean? Like, the more, I guess, this normative, like... It's crazy to say, you know, because, like, that is your journey and that is your story. Yeah. You have gone through all of this, you know, just to... Assimilate yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah assimilate crazy. into society. And um, that in itself is a really transformative and crazy experience. Transformative. <laughs> Trans. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I have basically just embodied my um, purpose um, in a lot of ways. And I'm still learning to how to do that. Because um, honestly, since I was like four, my earliest like th- memories and thoughts like were of me knowing that this was my journey. Yeah. And I don't know necessarily how to make sense of that in every way, but this is just what was in the cards for me. And I feel completely content with that, yeah. actually. And um, um, I'm not perfect, and I'm still working on like how I like, view myself and the world around me because I'm young and I have time to, like, figure out what I want to do and who I am. Right. Um, it's not just... This isn't just it. This is not all that I am. This is just phase one. Yeah, this is phase one. This just needed to be out of the way. Um, so that I can... this is phase two. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess phase two, girl. Phase one was the tadpole stage. Right. Okay, the, the caterpillar. And now... We are blossoming into the, you know, and it's funny because, like, there's a caterpillar and there's a chrysalis. So, like, the part where you need to be completely deconstructed and you have to be goo for a little bit, girl. You got to be at your lowest of lows to know what your highs are. Yeah. And that's true of anybody's journey, I feel like. But, um, bitch, I've had some lows, some real low lows. And there's been some shit that I've been through that I haven't really ever talked about publicly the like constant rejection that I've had to deal with my whole life of people um, not understanding me um, because you know 
they just can't fathom what it would be like to be me, I guess. From that, from my own father, is something I've never talked about publicly. And, um... Speak on it. Yeah, it breaks my heart still, but, like, um... Because I love my dad, because he's my father, you know what I mean? And, like, I don't think he, um, knows that, in a way. Yeah. I mean, well, like, you're... Because he doesn't allow himself to know that. It's kind of sad. Yeah, being rejected by people that mean a lot to you, like, your own family, is, is really difficult. That's probably the hardest thing I've ever, like, dealt with. <laughs> Girl, I'm about to wipe my eyes with some kind of <laughs> Um, yeah, we're not going to cry for that, girl. Whatever. But, um, it's made me stronger, um, to not have everyone be supportive. And I, I wouldn't change anything I've ever done because I've done nothing but be authentic to myself. So, and there's people that just don't accept that and they don't understand me. So. Yeah. I'm okay with that, though, actually. No, you have to be you, you know? And it stings still when when I deal... And I deal with this, too, even now. Like, um, if I am open and honest with people about who... Like, my past and whatever. Like, um, it's generally not accepted by a lot of men, especially in the dating world. Yeah. um, Because they don't... They have to figure out, first of all, why they're attracted to me. Because then they start thinking, oh, well, why am I attracted to her? Like, if she used to be a man, quote-unquote. This is what people think, like... Um, which, in my case, I mean, I was never a man. I never lived any part of my adulthood as a man. And, um, you know, like, your designation at birth based on your external parts um, doesn't always fully explain you as a person. Like, your fucking genitalia doesn't explain who you are. Doesn't explain your personality. Doesn't explain your soul and your experience. Um, and just because you have a dick does not mean that you need to fit any expectations that go with that. Like, and in my case, it definitely didn't. So, now it's just like, honestly, if you think about it, it's really weird that people do that. Yeah. Like, this child has an Innie and this child has an Audi. Yeah. So, they should be expected to be this way for their whole life. And let me project what I want them to do onto them. It's weird. Like, why the fuck do people do that? Yeah, I guess, also, I mean, it's because it wasn't always like it is now. You know what I'm saying? Where it wasn't, like, possible for people to think outside of just what you're given at birth, you know? Yeah. Like, it's so it's so fresh and new for people to be able to um and it always honestly it's evolve. really <laughs> it's really not even that cuz like it's just more i guess in the the only new aspect of it is that it's more people being open about it. Yeah. And that in itself is transformative because trans people and you know the gender spectrum in general has been here since the beginning of time and it's pretty it's, I wouldn't say it's well-documented in history because it's something that people don't talk about. But if you really are looking for, like, you know, even in the Bible, there's, like, the eunuchs and things like that. Like, people yeah. who were um, LGBTQ and just diverse in terms of gender and sexuality even. But we're talking about gender specifically this time. Yeah. But, like, it's pretty well-documented in every culture. Like, you have Native Americans, had the Two-Spirit people, like... Um, like 
Indian people have it in like the Hedra, which is documented like um, as like people who are divine actually yeah. because they're more in touch with God who also isn't binary by any gender. God is not male or female. God is God. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely can identify with that because I always call you a goddess. So I look at you as this like otherworldly creature too. I don't, I don't consider you as um, an of this world being because you're so like magical. You are. You make me, You always make me like, I don't know. You can bring me out of any like sadness. You just make me so happy. So yeah. Aww. You are like a religious being. <laughs> yeah. Church of Capri. And I don't know, like really a part of me like has low key always resented part of that because like for me, like I just have always wanted to feel like normal and like just kind of really assimilate. And I think that's a lot of trans people's goal. I'm not going to speak for everyone because it's not everyone's goal. Um, but I really appreciate my differences and I'm learning to celebrate them. Um, that's something that I'm working on. Um, but I don't know, just being fucking trans dude is just so beautiful. Like it's something that needs to be celebrated in a world that really just wants to eradicate it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really sad. And sorry, but you can't like, there's so many people that, are never going to be quiet and they're never going to stop sharing their stories and being who they are no matter what law comes out no matter what gets in their fucking way there's people that are going to fight for their authenticity and like and that, and I was one of those people I've led for this I continue to I will not ever stop being me to fit in I would I would rather stand out than fit in yeah but, and choose that it's self love right it's important it's powerful. There's power in, like, authenticity and genuinity. I mean, what else are you here for? I mean, that's everyone's purpose is to, you know, see where, like, where do I fit in? What am, What is my purpose on this earth? What am I contributing back to other people? And, like, if you're not doing that, you're not fulfilling your purpose. And I feel like you're going to be stuck in this perpetual cycle, you know, you either... And it could be like, oh my god, I'm going to be reincarnated as something and have to live this life over again. Or it well, could be not. a black emptiness and there's nothing more to life. I hope I You're don't just have to dead, do this over again. But you also died knowing that you didn't fulfill your purpose. Yeah. So, bitch, either way, right. you need to fulfill what the fuck you're here for, girl. Right. Because you're here for a reason. Right. And there is greater significance to why you're here. Right. I love your Aaron Brockovich ha- hair right now. Like, you're giving me, like, Julia Roberts or Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> I'm gonna win this case. <laughs> I'm giving you, like, tired lawyer. Like, she didn't have time to do her fucking hair. Because how the fuck do people do that? Right. If you work a full-time job, how the fuck do you have time to beat your face every day, put on a bra, bitch, do your hair, it seems clean like your lot. pussy, girl? It seems like a lot. Whatever you got. Yeah, I grew up with my mom doing that every morning. My mom would, like, get up, shower, do her makeup every single day before she left for work, and I would just, like, sit there and watch her do her makeup. I always thought it was, like, such a fascinating process just to watch people put on makeup. So it's it kind is, of, yeah. It's kind of ironic now that I, that's one of the things I do for a living. But I don't know. I always loved that, um, which is going to segue into, like, a... N- Were you done with that? For I don't want to cut you off. Uh, even makeup, but like segueing with that. Like, yeah, with shit. Makeup. Like, you were talking about how women, like your grandma specifically, but like women in general, like it's so weird, like how 
in a workplace environment even like you're expected to look a certain way and mm-hmm. you have to wear makeup and you have to dress appropriately and things like that mm-hmm. like I get that I really do from like a corporate standpoint like it makes a lot of sense but um also like why the fuck can't people just be in their natural state and why can't that be considered like professional right and this even with like black people's hair and like things like that like mm-hmm. bitch like we should just be able to show up as we are natural and show our natural beauty right. and that be appreciated. And trans you people, too, now. with that. You like, say this now, but you'd be showing up and be like, instantly beating the face. I know, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I do because, You're like, like, but thank God for makeup. <laughs> right. You're like, I would love to just show up and be natural, but I also love makeup. <laughs> yeah, and for me, like, it's just an art, it's an expression. So, like, I, I enjoy wearing makeup a lot, actually. Uh-huh. But... I used to wear it because I felt like I wasn't a woman right. if I didn't have makeup on. Yeah. And a lot of people that, that is way, not think. healthy. No, because, I mean... It's not healthy. You are a, definitely a woman without makeup on. Yeah, and, like, I go out... I don't give a fuck now because, bitch, I'll go anywhere without makeup on. And I'm like, whatever, bitch. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Right. You don't, like, like, you don't like this bread. <laughs> you're okay. like, these titties say woman. <laughs> well, I mean, my... My soul says woman. That's yeah. enough for me. Like I mean, everything about you says woman, even without makeup on. So anybody looked at you and like didn't see. I get woman, more attention. Like, huh. I get more attention without without makeup, makeup on. on. They're yeah. like, oh, she looks somewhat approachable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> somewhat approachable. <laughs> that must be it. Yeah. <laughs> but with makeup on, they're like, don't even try it. She'll kill I you. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why that is. I really don't think I'm that pretty. Like I don't get it. Because like, you'd be painting on that bad bitch face, you know. I think it's just that, honestly, I've tried even, like, changing my, my facial expressions to seem more approachable or dressing differently. Like, I tried smiling once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, like, tried smiling once and uh, it just didn't work for me. I'm sorry. Something I want to start doing in weekly episodes is, um, what you listening to? <laughs> Where we're going to give shout-outs to other podcasts that we're listening to. Capri doesn't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I fucking love podcasts. I listen to them Every single day in the car. I listen to podcasts now more than I listen to music, which is crazy. I'm insane. I but wanna I want to get love, into that. I really want to get into I'm that. I'm so soothed by people's voices, especially if they're talking about something I care about or something I don't care about but want to care about. It's like or, my dad with Rush Limbaugh Radio. I don't know about any of that. <laughs> I would know. I don't listen to politics. Sickening. I don't Literally listen to sickening. any like political podcasts. I listen to like entertainment podcasts. Um, one that I've been listening to or that we listen to when they decide to put out episodes is Pigs in a Blanket. Pigs in a Blanket podcast, which is the cops, they reached out to us and said they wanted us to, like, would we be interested in being on an episode of their show, which I thought was... They're three cops, yeah. And they have their own podcast called Pigs in a Blanket. No, they're cute. They're really sweet. They're funny. And they're, like, so open-minded. But, yeah, no, they're great. The Pigs in a Blanket podcast is very entertaining. Um, Also, I just finished... I just finished The Mysterious Jeffrey Epstein. And I was called... What the fuck? I've seen that everywhere. He was The Mysterious really Jeffrey Epstein hung, podcast. Right? Hung. He was hung, yes. <laughs> he was hung. Um, Not Jeffrey physically, Epstein. because they, in the podcast they talk about his egg-shaped penis. Ew! Egg-shaped penis. Egg-shaped penis. But he was definitely hung, but Jeffrey Shit. Epstein did not kill himself. It was a cover-up. It was, but anyways, that one was fascinating too. Neither did Sandra. What's her name? Sandra. I don't know what you're talking Landing. about. 
Huh? You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god, this is such a conspiracy theory we need to talk about. Okay, so she was on... She was a black woman that got pulled over. Um, I think it was in, like, some southern state. She got pulled over for um, not using her blinker. And then she had an attitude. Like, she's, like, really bad. She had an attitude with uh-huh. the car. <laughs> and, you know... She was feisty. He was white, so... Oh, no. You know how that goes. Oh, no. Um, she... Um, piped up to him. She was like, I'm recording you. I'm recording you. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and so it went like that. And um, he arrests her. Um, they take her to jail. She ends up dying in jail. What? Just from a traffic arrest? Yeah, she ends up dying in jail. She was very vocal about it, too. She posted this on her Facebook before she got arrested and everything, so that's how people knew about it. She Wait, gets. <laughs> yeah. She posted it on the way to being arrested? Yeah, she like went. I think she went live on Facebook or something like that. She posted a video before on her, on her, her social media. Her. Yeah, bef- like while she was getting arrested, like oh, while they shit. were doing this. Um, she dies in jail. So there's a picture of her, like like her mugshot or whatever, mm-hmm. and they say that it's her, like that she was actually laying down. She was already dead. What? Yeah, like she was laying down on the floor. Cause I, cause I mean, obviously, if you're dead, they can't stand you up, and cause you have to stand up when you take a mugshot. But her mugshot is her laying on the floor. Her mugshot is like from her laying on the floor, because they said that she hung herself in her room, that she killed herself, in the room, which is not well, true. Well, they take your mugshot the minute they bring you in before they ever put you in a room, so that's really weird. Yeah, I don't think they took her mugshot though. There's more evidence to it, but we have to like, like I have to look it up so yeah. I can show you what I'm talking about. But this is fascinating. Um, oh my god, it's so fascinating. It's it's totally, and this was in like a totally place that would be racist. And this is recent. Yeah, this is like either a couple years ago. Okay, we'll come back to this. Yeah, we'll come back to that, but because um, I want to share like more details about that and talk about things like that because. Um, you can start talking about unjust murders. That'd be your little segment. Yeah, or let's talk about, like, um, I can talk about even my experience with the police um, a few years ago. Yeah? Um, that was also very transformative. Oh. <laughs> but, um, blatant discrimination. We'll get to that. Though. Mysterious <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein podcast. Pigs in a Blanket podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Over My Dead Body Joe Exotic podcast. Fuck Carol Baskins. That was pretty entertaining. And lastly, I've been listening to Dolly Parton's America. And that was come? Yes, Dolly Parton's America. It is so cute. Dolly, I, I freaking love Dolly Parton. She is just a bundle of happiness. And it's a podcast where this guy got her to actually sit down for nine episodes and like just share stories. And it's super cute. And so those are the podcasts I'm listening to right now. That's what I'm listening to. So, this concludes our episode of Period! 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 period. This is the end of episode seven. Seven. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Seven, seven, Can you believe that we've made it to seven episodes? Wowzers. And we're growing on the charts. We are growing on the charts. We're growing in our fans. And just, let's take a moment to express how much we fucking love our fans. We love our listeners. We are so thankful for all the love. Yeah, listeners. <laughs> I meant to say listeners. Fans, listeners, it's the same thing. You're fans because you listen, and you're listeners because you listen. So fans and listeners are the same oh. thing. Um, we are so thankful. We hit 3,000 subscribers already. It's crazy. We have over 1,000 
followers on Instagram. Love. We got Facebook now. You just go to Linktree slash period and you can look at all our links. We're on all the things. Like and subscribe and listen and tell a friend, please, because we cannot grow if we don't grow. So <laughs> tell somebody. We don't show. Don't show, just grow. Play. <laughs> no Wait, show. Grow and show. Yeah. Show then grow. <laughs> So thanks for listening. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Period. Period.